Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Red Pill Cartel. You are my beloved cartel, you are my beloved listeners, and I thank you so much for the support so far. So tonight we're going to have Matt on from the Great Deception podcast. And if you have not heard the Great Deception podcast yet, then I highly implore you to go listen to the Great Deception podcast. He is a fucking cool guy. He's very knowledgeable and I am so excited to have him on here tonight. So, you guys know what to do by now, I hope. Smoke a dube, drink a beer, do what you gotta do, relax, and enjoy the show. Thanks for tuning in again to the Red Pill Cartel, guys. You guys are my cartel. You are the cartel of truth. And I got a very special guest on tonight. This is Matt from the Great Deception Podcast. He just started it. He's three episodes in. I love it very much. And uh, Matt, welcome to Red Pill Cartel. And please do some shameless self-promotion here. Plug away. Oh, thanks for having me, man. I, I appreciate it. And and first and foremost, dude, I love your show. I listen to every episode. Uh, big fan of the show. And, and, you know, great to come sit down with you tonight. Thanks, man. Uh, I appreciate yeah. it. I got the Great Deception podcast. I just started at uh, the beginning of this month. I got three episodes out there. It's it's on all the different platforms, so go check it out and uh, feel free to leave feedback. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at the Great Deception Podcast, uh, and and feel free to hit me up with DMs there. I'll, I'll respond to everybody. Better than your personal account, which is like shadow banned already. Dude, it's nuked, man. I, I, it's so it, it's so frustrating because like people are always hitting me up like, why can't I tag you? Why can't I? You yeah, know? And I mean, I'm like, myself included. I wanted to tag you and I couldn't do it. I'm like, what the fuck? I can't even post there sometimes. Like I'll go to post and it'll it'll give me like, you know, poor internet or something. And, and, and but yeah, I'll go to my other account and post the same thing and it works. So I'm like, ah, oh, poor account. Rest in peace. That is unbelievable, dude. I'll have other people telling me that their personal accounts are getting shadow banned as well. Like I have a few other friends that are telling me and I'm like, what is going Well, I know we know what's going on, right? Oh, yeah. They don't know any of the truth to get out. So they just like fact check bomb your ass, right? Until you can't do anything. Well, a buddy of mine just got his account zapped to uh, either last night or this morning. Zero warnings you know, didn't violate any of their guidelines. You know, he was just, he was just posting a lot of like esoteric stuff. Boom. Wiped out. He, he said when he went to go into it, it's just a black screen. Like he doesn't know what's going on. So yeah, you, you know what it is. It's like, as soon as you put, and it doesn't even have to be, you know, like, like bombshell type stuff. It's just anything that goes against the narrative. Yep. Puts you in jail. And, and it's that total 1984 feel, right? Like where, you know, you have to agree with the narrative. Big Brother says this and that's the way you have to think. And it's like, uh, I don't know about that. It's, man. it's completely disgusting how much freedom we're losing. Well, what about People yesterday? Still oblivious to it. The, they censored here in, in the States, they censored the HHS whistleblower. Yeah. Within like two hours. I mean, how crazy is that? Like, Dude, that's all, a, I, all I uh, did was take a screenshot of the thumbnail of that YouTube video 
of the HHS whistleblower. And I added uh, an Alex Jones thing about him calling, uh, promoting that thing. And I took those two pictures and posted it instantly. Your account may be deleted. We deleted your post. That's insane. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? A screenshot. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I got this weird message in my DMs because one of my friends, uh, you know, uh, shared the video with me in DM. And on the top of it, it said, uh, if you're receiving hateful information, please feel free to click this button. And I'm like, what? I've never seen anything like this before. And so I took a screenshot and sent it over to her. And I'm like, I'm like, would you stop spreading hate? And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, check out this message. I've never seen it before. You were being facetious and, when you said that, though, right? Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, you're spreading truth that this should be headline news, right? Yeah. This is This is a whistleblower from the health department showing that there's fuckery going on, you know? And, like, that's the whole point of this. And, and for her to get censored like that, it just goes to show how it is – you know, you either toe the line or we're just going to take your voice away. And that's exactly what they've been doing with uh, the whole cancel cancel culture agenda. Yeah. You oh, know what I mean? That, that, yeah, that adds into it. Like people are buying into this notion or mindset of you're canceled because I don't agree with you. And that's exactly what the, the fact checkers are doing with us. It's, it's fucking gross, man. Yeah, it's like now all of a sudden your feelings matter, right? It's yeah. it doesn't have anything to do with right or wrong. It doesn't have to do anything with truth. It's all about or lies. Feelings. No logic. It, yeah, it's all about how do you feel? And if you hurt my feelings, heaven for like it's funny you say that because like you know the gym I go to Sunday we didn't have to wear masks. Monday I go in and there's a sign up that says now all of a sudden you have to. I'm like. So I go to the girl at the front desk and I, I blew her mind for about 10 minutes and the poor girl didn't know what was coming her way. <laughs> and uh, her and eyes I, are going left and right. Yeah. I'm just dropping numbers on her and all sorts yeah. of stuff. Just being like, Hey, I'm not wearing this mask and here's why. And I'm not just one of those people that's just like, you know, uh, doing it to prove I'm just, just retarded. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I, I talked to, I go in this morning and I say hi to her. She's like, you won't believe what happened. I'm like, what? She's like, some Karen came up to my manager and said that she didn't like the rubber ducks on my gator mask, you know, that I was wearing. <laughs> and now my boss says I have to wear one of the black or blue, you know, ones that are filled with cancer. And I'm like, you got I'm like, that is ridiculous. I'm like, this is where we are, though. One per all it takes is one person and corporate one America Karen. is willing to cave. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I said to her, I go, I go, next time she comes in, just have it around your neck, but have the other, you know, and have no mask on and say, what would you rather? Do you feel safer with no mask or do you want the rubber ducks? Because I'm going to give you the rubber ducks. But see, it again, is what it is. Again, the mental gymnastics, dude. That's like oh. my, my key phrase now. It's like mental gymnastics that people have to go through to justify this brainwashing agenda. It's cognitive dissonance, right? They have their mind set on something and any opinion that varies from that, they cannot, they will do anything to discredit it or just not even think about it. Right. And the worst part about it is that it's not even their own thoughts. It's somebody else's that has an agenda that's implanted into the, the masses' minds. 
Yeah, it's like that meme, right? With the guy sitting in front of the TV and the laser going right to his brain. And that's that's it. They're just, it's just a giant brainwashing. I mean, we're in basically, you know, there's so many people in Stockholm Syndrome right now. Yes. They have been abused for over a year and they want more. And they love their abuser for Feed me. Feed my full of bullshit. And these are the same people that were my body, my choice before all this stuff, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's the craziest part. And like, you, there you go, mental gymnastics. Like, before this chaos, it was my body, my choice. Now, all of a sudden, it's government's choice. And if you disagree, you're a terrorist. Like, whoa, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. fuck Wait you, a just do it. Here. Yeah, just thank you, sir. <laughs> May I have another? Come on, yeah. <laughs> get that fucking paddle out. <laughs> it's it's scary and and you know what it's funny though because it's it it really separated a lot of people in my mind you know because i i i'm at this point where now i see things a lot differently i see things a lot more clearly with a lot more confidence than i ever did before and walking around yeah you see those people that live in that fear and it's like, I feel bad for them now. I've gotten to a point where I really do. I, I, I feel bad for them that they are that scared that they have believed the narrative so much that, that it, it's overtaken their life, you know? And, yeah. and especially the people who have pushed it down on their young kids. That's where, That's, you know, uh, and I, I, I coach youth sports and, yeah. you know, I, I do everything I can to, to build up these kids as much as possible because that's you know, if they can get to the kids, man, we're doomed because that's the next generation. And there's a lot of parents who have scarred their kids permanently by the way they've reacted to this. Yeah. I mean, every time I see a a child or a baby wearing a mask and they're even putting them on themselves, I just like, it, it kills me inside, man. Oh, dude. Yeah. It it crushes. I don't I don't even have kids, but like, I just, I just know what's going on, you know? I'm very aware, hyper aware, and it just kills me inside every time I see a parent putting a mask on a kid. And where I work, it happens all the time, and I'm just like, oh, my God, man. And it's funny you say uh, that because there's so many people that I've talked to that are like, man, if I could do it all, if I knew my kid would have to go through this, I might not have had kids. And I'm like, man, that's a, that's a, you know, a scary statement. Because it's so true that, you know, why would you bring a kid into this? But at the same time, you know, what I've found is a lot of it's just noise. You know, my day to day life and, you know, when I'm with my son, it's it. That's our time. You know, we don't we don't pay attention to all the nonsense and all the other stuff that's going on around us. So, you know, you also have to do that. You have to ground yourself every now and then and realize, listen, every problem in the world isn't your problem, too. Right. And I think a lot of us, especially, you know, the people who are, you know, really pushing against a lot of this stuff and they try to solve every problem, you know, all at once. And yeah. And you end up you end up just spinning your wheels. Right. Because you're really not making any progress forward on any front. Whereas if you go and focus on one or two things and, and ignore the rest, let other people deal with the rest. And that's, that's kind of my approach lately is I, I was one of those guys last year who was, you know, I was had my hand in every pot there was, you know, trying to get as much information and fight every fight I could. And it got to a point where I was like, man, I'm like, have you won any of these battles? 
you know, look where, look where <laughs> right. we are, and, you right, know, and right. you're like, was it worth it? So why don't you pull back and focus your attention on one or two positive things? And then maybe that'll domino into the negative stuff. And so exactly. far, so good, man, because I, you know, I feel like I actually have control of things for once, you know, gotcha. like I, 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 I'm in control of myself. Like I don't need what your daddy tells me anymore feel like, like I, I, I i'm confident you know like the whole doctors and trust everybody no man trust yourself and if you don't trust yep. yourself this is going to be a long and painful ride right and and what's going on now politically as well is that they they're all globalists like let's be honest right so it doesn't matter who you vote for you know, they're, they all have the same agenda. So I had people telling me the other day, like, cause we had a, a vote up here in Canada, like yesterday. Right. Yep. And Turdo came back in office. Right. And I had that people was... coming to me like, Oh, you're not voting. Why are you not voting? I'm like, cause I'm trying to explain to them. I'm like, they all have the same agenda. It doesn't matter who you vote for. Even if Trudeau gets in, even if Maxine, Maxine Bernier gets in, who's against the agenda and everything, it doesn't matter, okay? Like, I choose free will. That's my thing. And music is a powerful thing. I'm a huge Rush fan, and they have that song, Free Will. I was yes, listening sir. to it yesterday, and I'm like, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. So I will choose free will. I don't want to fucking listen to any of these government pricks in the office. And I don't want to be responsible by voting for any of them to put one of those monsters in office that are going to rule us. That's my stance. Yeah. And I, I see where you're coming from. I didn't vote in, in November because I knew it was going to be shenanigans, you know, mm -hmm. down here. So it's I I agree wholeheartedly, and the more I dig into it, the more it's like, why why do we even do it? You know, think about and and I I heard this on Tinfoil Hat once, and and that it really solidified my thoughts on voting. Think about like in the early '80s, you know, when they uh, they had votes, and you know they're counting millions of votes by hand, and they were able to announce the winner either that night or first thing the next morning. Right, like you're telling me they counted. Oh, those little old ladies at the bingo tables counted all those votes in one night. Come on now. I mean, if that didn't tell you it was fixed, I don't know what, what would. Yeah. You back know. in the early eighties. Yeah. I mean, think about that. They were counting millions of votes by hand and giving you results <sighs> within hours. So how legit is that? How legit can that be? I mean, we struggle now with machines to give legitimate results in hours. And especially with the dominion voting system. Oh, that's just yeah. That's a like whole. That's other, a whole. That's yeah. a whole other podcast, right? <laughs> it's, yeah, and and that's what it gets down to. It's like you know, you start hearing about fractal votes and things like that, and you're like, well, does my vote even matter? Yeah, and and, and down here, especially in in the states, uh, we have the electoral college, right? So I'm in a heavy blue state, so it doesn't matter if I vote or not. The state's going blue. So, uh, you know, my vote is irrelevant. So what I've, you know, what I've pulled back and the only thing that I vote for is the local level. And cause yeah, that's, yeah. that's where you can impact things. You know, I, I highly suggest 
any everyone get involved at the local level know your sheriff uh you know know the some of the local politicians and and get involved there because one you can't make expect to make changes at the top down right it has for sure. to be from the bottom up and and if hey if you can only affect your little town you've won right yep. they can they can make all the craziest laws they want in washington but if your town is set in in good hands who cares let them and let them burn yep. the thing down and that's where it affects you and your family the most is the exactly local. yeah like we moved you know be, i moved up to massachusetts here uh last year uh to be with my son and uh and it's like you know my biggest fear was the school system because i i was familiar with the school system that he was in you know i i, I had gone through most of it and we're moving to this new town and you know, you're like, oh, man, is it going to be, you know, one of those schools where they're, you know, having drag queen story time and, and oh, my like God, and it's like, yeah, you know, Monday. what are they are they teaching race theory, you know, critical race theory and all this stuff. And and, and you know, thankfully, as as you know, things happen for the good. It, he's in a great system, you know, very small school system, very not conservative values, but, you know, old values, you know, it's one of those schools that, you know, it's a small town. Everybody knows everybody. So yeah, uh, it, it works out well, but people are, people are looking after each other more. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not, it's not one of those where you have to really worry about it because that's, that's where I draw the line. When you start, uh, you know, affecting children that, that cannot, rationalize or or you know make a good decision for themselves and you're putting thoughts into their minds that's where you know i, I I'll, that's my red line right there so right you know i have no no wavering whatsoever when it comes to children you know if if there's anything negative affecting children i'll be the first one to step up because you know that's that's our future man that's that's of course, we, of course. you know our we have to build them up and if they're weak, our foundation's weak, this whole thing's going to crumble and, you know, we're just going to be the ones that fall on top. Absolutely, man. And I see a lot of people around me, like from younger generation that are, they're just like, they're so dull. Like all they care about is going, going home and, and watching a movie or playing video games or getting high or whatever, you know? And I'm like, that's okay. You know, like I do that too. I come home, I have a few beers, I, I have a little, THC oil. I spend my spare time mostly playing games like socially, like online. But uh, at the same time, I don't watch cable at all. No. So that shit doesn't affect me. But there's still a lot of people that do. And I think that is dumbing down people a lot. It's that it's that consumerism, right? And and yeah. they they have done a great job of giving us our bread and circus, right? Mm -hmm. They give us just enough. And and now you're seeing it more than ever, especially during the, the lockdown and everything where, you know, people were stuck on these Netflix shows and, you know, and Netflix is a whole psyop in itself. Oh, and, for sure. You know, you look at the, one of the uh, presidents or CEOs of it, he's a, a direct descendant of uh, Edward Bernays, you know, the prop godfather of propaganda. So, yep. You know, it's one of those where you look at these things and and, and fact these people, check that bitches. Oh uh, yeah, have that one. 
But it's one of those where you look at and go look at, you know, you look at what's on some of these and the programming is just so it's so low frequency, you know, there's, there's nothing out there that's good for the soul. And, and, and these people just eat it up. Right. I mean, that's their life daily. They go to, they go to a meaningless job. They come home, they eat shitty food, they watch TV, they're on their phones and then they do it all over again the next day, you know, and they wonder why they get sick because there's no exercise. There's no sunlight. There's no, you know, none of that good stuff that that people need and but you know what it is it's easy right they've made everything yeah. so easy for us now that Absolutely. you know i don't even have to go to the grocery store if i don't want i can order everything through my phone like why do yeah. i have to leave my apartment you know i don't have to do that i can stay here I, and it's like wow man i you know things are changing but it's not over hey, yet honestly like guilty is charged like i eat out a lot i order a lot of stuff from whatever because i don't have the fucking time man and that's the system we're locked down in where it's like we don't have time to like go to work eight hours a day five days a week come home and barely get to do anything that we should be doing because we're so locked in the babylonian slave system oh that's it you mean you work you work the best years of your life to hold on to the world you know the end of it only to be taxed to death through your daily life and then taxed beyond the grave yeah it's disgusting it, it really is and and like you said though the the thing that gets you is how do they get away with it right like how do ah. they get us to to just agree to this lifestyle where you know, we're grateful that they give us the weekend, right? They give us two days yeah. to ourselves that we can do whatever. To, and the boss man, and, and some people aren't even that lucky. Some people work, have to work six days a week, you right. know? And and it's it's just like what the system is not set up for success for human beings, right? No, it's, it's, it's a not. machine. It's a co- It's a factory. The you know, and and one of the things I've been looking into lately is the industrial revolution that time frame and how that's kind of the last great reset. And once the industrial revolution came in, people went away from their connection with nature and it became all about machines. And, and that's where we are now. I mean, I don't think there's ever been a bigger disconnect from nature among the human race and more dependence on the machine. And, and the machine basically runs a lot of people's lives now. Yeah, absolutely. And also, not to mention, where we're headed is the AI. Well, see, it's interesting. Yeah, I was listening to someone talk about AI the other day, and and I I found it to be an interesting take. And I think it was Crow that was talking about it, Crow777. Oh, yeah. He he was on Legit Bat the other day, and it was a great interview. And uh, he was talking about AI and saying, listen, it's – it's only a like a quantum computer. It's just taking what we're putting into it and using it. If we don't give it any input, it will fade away. It has nothing to work with. So it is dependent on our participation. So how do you get out of that? You don't participate, right? I mean, so there can't there there is gonna come a point, I feel like, where that's gonna be the battle, right? Do you decide to be part of the machine? Or do you want to live outside the machine? Right. And and I, I I agree. I think that's where we're going with this next era, right? They say that age of Aquarius, 
you know, the age of Pisces was was Christianity and Christ. And now they're saying the age of Aquarius. Well, what's the next great religion? And they're saying it's basically either scientism or uh, transhumanism. One thing that really fascinates me and somebody posted on my Instagram today. <clears throat> one of the things that fascinates me a lot is the whole concept of the Antichrist. Right. And she was basically saying, like, because a lot of the the religious scholars and everything, they say the Antichrist won't show up until the third temple or whatever, right? Do you know about that? Yeah. Okay, so she was saying that uh, <laughs> Elon Musk is Asmodeus reincarnated, and he's here to destroy the third temple by hooking us up with Neuralink, and Neuralink's going to destroy our pineal gland. And make us robots. Interesting. What do you think about that? Like, I thought that was like, holy shit, that's mind blowing to me. Yeah, I, I don't see. My thing is, is I've heard so many. You know, you think about every president the last, like, in the U.S. at least for the last like forty years, and they were the antichrists. Every every everyone was, you know, every in, in, in people's yeah. eyes. You know, the next one's always the anti. So I, you know, I have a tough time with that. And, and being someone that we recognize, right? Because I really feel like it's going to be someone that you don't know at first uh, until you know, and then it's too late. Um, right. But along that lines, I actually, I'm, I'm just looking over here. Uh, there's a book that I just ordered um, that I somebody recommended on a podcast called The Apocalypse Unsealed. And oh, a, I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different take on revelation. It's a different interpretation of revelation based on the direct interpretation from original Sanskrit writing. So uh, I'm interested to read into that and see what that comes up with, because that's one of the things I have a tough area with is the whole idea of the end of days, you know, the Antichrist. like the whole the whole religious point of view about it. Right. Yeah don't see the world ever ending right i think this is an an, an infinite loop here no matter yes, what yes i i believe that as well yeah so you know now does that say that there won't be another reset you know i i, I believe that that's what we are basically right the society builds up to a certain point and then it's washed out and time to reset society yep. gets to another point it's not really where the creator wanted it all right reset and i the feel Sumerian. like yeah. Egypt, all those societies that were that were there before and now they're gone all the knowledge is gone but not all the knowledge is gone because i think well the vatican took a lot of the knowledge and stored it deep down right i'm with you a million percent on that if we could do yeah. two things if we could go have access to the vatican library and also have access to the Smithsonian and where they've hidden all their information, we would then have a much clearer picture of what we are, where we are, who we are, uh, compared to where we are now. You know, I right. mean, those two places have done everything they can to hide. And what it is, is to hide the human power, right? Because what they have is the knowledge and the knowledge is the power. And once we get it, forget about it because we've been put in this mental prison where we've been told we're not good enough, right? We always have to depend on something else and that, you know, we can't, 
do certain things. Whereas yeah, and we constantly listen to that voice in our head that says, "Dude, you ain't shit." You know. Yeah. Whereas you look at the, you know, some of the, and, and what I like to look at is some of the like science fiction fantasy stuff because the more I'm digging into things, the more I'm finding truths in there. You know about you know. We, like magical powers and and different tech uh, technologies or you know like energy free energy things like that that probably existed in the past that we can't do today or we could but yeah. it wouldn't make them money and that's why like, they exactly it. yeah we and we don't know how to tap into the magic within us yes because if you look uh you know at the i'm big right now into the world's fairs and 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 kind of see that yeah it all ties in with like tartaria and the ancient buildings and you know the the old world right pre this last reset that we're in and uh and one of the things you find is is it's just it was magical almost you know like in a lot of the things that we believed and been told in movies or science fiction might have been real and I always say sorry to cut you off I always say that there's a very thin line be between, uh, like, fact and fiction. Yeah. Oh, without you know a doubt. Very thin line. Almost like non-existent line. <laughs> because, because where does it come from? It all comes out of the ether, right? It exactly. all comes out of the, the program. And we're in that program. So, you know, e even though it may seem far-fetched, it's still within the program because someone thought of it. So it's possible and, and it just depends on what your perspective is. And that's a big right. thing it, it, it is how, what is your perspective in all this? There's nothing new under the sun. Oh, you know without a doubt, without like, a doubt, we are not inventing anything new. Everything yeah. We're all has conglomerate of our creator. We're all from the same source and all the ideas that are going around and all the inventions and everything, it's already been done before the resets, all the resets. Yep. All these ideas are from our creator. They're already stored up in that big ball of energy where we come from. And that's why there's nothing new under the sun. And if anything, we've regressed absolutely from, from ancient civilizations you know look, maybe look at, the, look at the buildings we have now they're so drab and dreary and but you look back then do you know the, do you know what that, that. Type, what the current architecture type is called no it's called brutal architecture okay yeah i, I yeah i did know that yeah i i mean it, that says it all right there you go look at that and then you go look at any world's fair you know pre-1920 and look at the architecture there and tell me that 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 we've moved forward <laughs> and i'll laugh in your face and yeah it's like you 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 know how did how did these midwest cities look like ancient greece or rome like it blows your mind and because our history is alive oh completely it's his completely story it's not our story it's exactly. his story exactly and, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like I said, it, I was digging into the World's Fair because I think that's where some of the destruction took place. The 1800s, the more I look into it, is a fascinating period of time where 
that's essentially where the last great reset happened, where we went from this old world, old technology. When I say old, I'm not meaning less than. I'm just meaning it was their technology that we basically can't replicate today, you know, and because it's been hidden. Yeah. And and, there, you know, you look at these amazing <clears throat> buildings, you you look at I mean, they had in, in Chicago, they had like 700 acres worth of buildings that were just beautiful. And and they had electricity there. They had, you know, like crazy technology. And this is we're talking about the 1890s. So, yeah, there's and that's my big thing right now. I'm on a I'm on a hunt to the like the 1800s of trying to really understand how did this reset occur? And because there's a lot that went on, you know, you go back to yeah. like 1812 wars in, you know, there was one in America and there was, you know, Napoleon was on his rampage over in Europe. And it's like the narrative we've been taught is it just doesn't add up when you start it looking at it. It doesn't make any sense. No. And, and but when, when you, when you dig into it, it makes a lot of sense where, the path that you're going on, it makes much more sense. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's interesting because I was talking with somebody earlier. He, uh, he was, he was DMing me about uh, one of my episodes on Disney. And he's like, you know, what made you think of that? I'm like, well, honestly, I go into a lot of these saying, oh, this is bullshit. I want to prove it's bullshit. And when I got into it, like the, the Disney one was, it was that Disney was a Freemason and that he was uh, a Nazi and all this. And I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, this is bullshit, man. This is a meme. I got to prove this meme wrong. And I started digging into it. And I started digging it. And then you go from one rabbit hole to another. And I told him, I said, the next thing I know, I, I was four different holes deep that of, of things that were connected to that unintentionally. And that's basically what it is. You know, there's this big ball of yarn that we have right now, and we have to slowly unravel it piece by piece. And eventually we'll get to the core and see what the real picture is. 100%. And, and that's where I'm at right now with this because it just, you know, you look at the narrative and it just doesn't seem to make sense with what reality would be, you know? Right. And, yeah. uh, and we've been told so many stories. <clears throat> And that aren't true, you know, and we're supposed to take them as fact. And then we're supposed to believe those people that all the other stuff they told us was true, too. And it's like, nah, I don't know about that, man. You fool me once, you know, <laughs> shame yeah. on me. Uh, but exactly. Yeah, so it's it, that's where I'm going right now. And it's 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 amazing. That's that's the direction you're going into. You're going to go into like more of the uh, Tataria stuff all that stuff. And I love that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I'm cause you did like a couple, you did the Disney episode and you did the, uh, like the dark side of Disney. And then you did the mind control episode, which all ties in. Yep. And it all ties in to the, our history being a lie as well. And yep. that we're manipulated and controlled to think that, you know, going to school and going to history class what they're teaching is true, but then you have the whole thing that the 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 education system is based on the Rockefellers uh, idea. Yeah, and and hey. when did when did that happen in the eighteen hundreds? In the eighteen hundreds, you know? right when this reset happened. And, and that's what I'm, you know, and that's where you start connecting all these crazy dots, you know. And it's like 
that's why I'm, I'm, you know, I started on one path and it just keeps all pushing me back there that like, listen, yeah, okay. The, you know, for our era right now, it's basically World War II. The end of World War II sent us on this crazy spiral we're in right now. But yeah. there was something that led up to World War II to get us to that pinnacle. And that's kind of what I'm digging into. And like you said, it all starts tying in. It's like the, you know, you go into the programming and the mind control and, and it, it gets down to two things. Where's the money going and coming from and who gets the power out of the decision or out of and the it, outcome? Exactly. And if you follow the money, you'll find the source. Yep. And, but they are magicians, man. They are great at high, covering their trail, right? Because and, they have the occult knowledge to back up their shit. Yes. And and manipulate society. Well, it's fucking, it's crazy, dude. Yeah. See, what they're into is that magic with a K, right? Exactly. I, you know, it's funny because occult, and I went into this, I, I think with, with on one of the shows I was on uh, talking about occult because I'm big into words also now. And you Me listen too. to occult, right? And and all it means is hidden, hidden. right? And, and yeah. it doesn't mean anything bad. It doesn't mean dark. Everybody associates occult with like well, Aleister Crowley, you know? No. Right. And when Christians would say, oh, you're into the occult, oh, you're into devil worship. It's like, no, yeah. dude. I'm into the hidden knowledge that they don't want dopes like you to know, you know, right. <laughs> that's what you say to them. And, but you look at the word occult and it's, it sounds like a cult. So, <laughs> you know, it's that word play that, you know, that's part, of, and, the, that's I mean, part of the spell, right? Yep. That's, that's part. And this is such a multi-layered. Our language is part of the control, Right. The number system is part of the control. The calendar is part of the control. You know, you go into religious texts. That's part of the control. And it, you look at everything and they've influenced every aspect of our life to get us to the point where we are today. But if your mind is not free of uh, the brainwashing that you've been conditioned in, you're not going to look for these things. Yeah. And most people don't even know they've been brainwashed. And that's, yeah, and to that's me, the that's the craziest part. Yeah, to me, the that's what a spiritual awakening is: is when you realize everything is not what it seems. Because and you then know, you press, yeah. and then you go from there, and you expand your mind, you evolve your mind, and then you realize, holy shit, you know. I and but I could still that's when Jesus said, like, you have to be one foot in the world and one foot out, like. You can't you can't be in this world without being a part of it, but you can separate it, which means to be holy, right? Yep. The, the word holy means to be uh, set apart, right? Correct. So when you're set apart, when you're holy, then you realize that this world is not what it seems, and then you can go from there and like keep expanding and evolving your mind. Sorry, I just went on a tangent there. <laughs> no, that was great, man. You nailed it right there. But that's the, yeah, it, it's it's really amazing the job that they've done because we've been indoctrinated since birth into a system that we're told to trust blindly, right? I mean, you're supposed to, you go into the education system, which is a meat grinder for, you know, feeding the Rockefeller in Industrial Revolution, you know? Yep. Or you go to secondary school, college, which again, 
all that that was created to to funnel people to them essentially because to I mean, feed the, the beast yeah the jesuits created the fraternity system to you know basically filter down their recruits it helped them with recruiting you know if they could get people to do this and that brotherhood then oh man i can get them to do anything i want and once they're on the team they're on the team and so you look and it's just this constant indoctrination and and you know even if you don't go in those systems if you watch television you know, you, you get sucked into the marketing and the advertising on television or radio, the ads. I mean, it's all psychological warfare. And Absolutely. a lot of people don't understand it. They buy it as, you know, these people all have the, the best of intentions for you. But in reality, they only have the best intentions for their bottom line. And, and they don't give a damn what it does to you. I mean, look at the Food and Drug Administration, who is supposed to look out for our safety. How many times have they said something safe and effective and then came back and said, oh, sorry, guys, we screwed up, you know, sorry, it ruined your life. Well, that's yeah. not good enough, you know, but and, and the other people have no liability for what they did to you. Well, Zero liability. Yeah, it's just mind blowing. And people just like, OK, well, that's the system we're in. No, that's that that should not be acceptable. You know, you got to draw the line and be like, hey, listen, I am not here for your experimentation. You know, this is my journey. I'm, I'm, I'm the important one here, not you. 100%. And that's exactly what's going on with this whole so-called vaccine. That's it's a not a vaccine. Other, it's no. not a vaccine. Well, that's one. That's the starter right there because it does not, well, we don't know yet, but you know, they still have to come out with those little inserts to tell us what's actually in it a year later. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, After you've taken four when of them. you realize, yeah, once people realize that it doesn't have the virus in it, man, and that that is what constitutes a vaccine. And, and it, it does not contain the virus. It contains gene altering material. That's it. That's, you know, so and it's interesting because I've been seeing some of these videos now of, you know, and 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 my thing is, is take what you see on the internet with a grain of salt, please. Always, I get, always. I get people taking these things and running with them. And I'm like, this is clearly fake. Would you please do a little bit uh, of research here? Because, yeah. Try like, to but, find the source. But some of this blood stuff that I'm seeing, you know, where they're comp comparing the blood of the, oh, the like jabbed blood, and unjabbed and what some of the things that it's forming and, and things it, it's scary, man. If that stuff's real, we're in for a rude awakening here. And and they said that though, if you look back into the, uh, into one of their exercises, I don't know whether it was spars or the uh, event 201, whatever one of those plans that just so happened to come true with the uh, outbreak here. And what they said is it's going to be about six to eight months after the jab set in that you're going to start seeing side effects. Right. And, you know, everything else in those things has pretty much played out the script. And we're looking at about October, November for that time frame to come. And it's like, you which know, is just in time for flu season on top of everything. Right. Yeah. Right. And probably another round by then, because they realized that the first two weren't doing its job. And, and well, that's a whole nother thing. How, how, when, when do you say enough is enough, right? I, I gave you two. Now you're going to say, okay, well, those two didn't work, but this third one is definitely going to work like for a certain yeah. amount of time. And I'm seeing that some of them are only good for like two weeks. Like what, what, 
I just, like you said, the mental gymnastics to sell yourself on that are mind blowing. I can't, I can't even believe it sometimes. Like I'm just like shaking my head every day. Yeah. All the people. It's like you said earlier, idiocracy. Idiocracy. That movie is a documentary and we are drinking green stuff soon. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen it. Dude, you have to watch it just for <laughs> comedy's sake because it's scary how stupid the movie is, right? And that's why I watched it when it first came out, and it is a dumb movie. But then you watch it knowing what you know now, and it's like, holy shit, this is a documentary about what's going on right now. Yep. And and we're we're living it. And it's like, how is that possible, man? How are people this blind to it? Like we said before, that Stockholm syndrome. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, excuse me, I'm burping. You can't blame people for not being awake. That's my thing. And I think a lot of people are really harsh on people that aren't awake yet. To the I'm point with where, you. To the point where they're saying nasty shit, like, Oh, the Vax people should die. This shit that that shit drives me nuts. Like I, I don't want to wish death upon anybody except for maybe <laughs> the people that are doing this to us. Yeah, the people that are willingly taking the jab without knowing all the info, without being awake. No, man. Like, let's try to find like something that can help them instead of hating them. You know, there's too much of that. I see all, every day, like. Oh, these people are fucking stupid. They took the job. They should die. It's like, if you're going to have that mindset, then you might as well be part of the elite. Yeah. That shit drives me nuts. It's so bad, you know, and, and it's funny because I've been, you know, like uh, again from Sam Tripoli, I get, you know, the deeper you go into conspiracies, the closer you get to spirituality. And, and that, that is such a correlation there that, you know, the deeper I go into this stuff and the more I learn, the more I need that spirituality and that faith to balance it out. Yep. And you start seeing this, just the venom out there and it's disgusting. And it, yeah. it's like, you know, the one thing, you know, I was last year, I was trying to save everyone, right? I was trying to get everyone on board that what I was doing was right. And that, you know, don't believe the mass, don't believe the hype behind the virus, you know, live your life. And then I, I, I started reading, uh, it's called conversations with God by uh, Neil Donald Walsh. Great set of books. And what he, he got into my head is everyone is on their own journey. Absolutely. Your job is not to save anyone. Your job is to impact those who come across your path and, A percent. and, and trying to save everyone. You're going, like we talked about before, you're going to save no one, but if you can impact those who come across your path in a positive way and realize though, that they're there for your journey and not, not their own. They're on their own separate journey, and that's their time to learn, their th- time to do what they do. If they want to get a shot, get a shot. If they want to wear a mask, let them wear two. I don't care, but don't force it on me. And, and, 100%. and because my in my journey, I'm not there, I'm not in that place. And that's where this whole that's why this battle right now is a battle of wills, right? It's a battle of spirituality. Because are you willing? 
to stand strong in your faith and your belief in yourself, or are you going to cave to big government? And that's where uh, we are right now. And, and it's a, a very, very fierce battle going on right now that, you know, had you asked me in 2018, I would have laughed at you because like spirituality, like that's going to help you. Come on, man. Get out. Like old me would have <laughs> laughed. And now I'm so deep in it that I can't imagine my life without it because yeah. the fear that these people, and that's what it comes down to. These people are probably so scared, you know, and, and, yep. and, and that's what that fear does. They, in that book, the, the, the conversations with God, they talk about love over fear. And once you get that mindset that there is an abundance in this world, there's not scarcity, there's plenty out there for everybody. You just have to go find it on your own. And it doesn't right. necessarily have to be the path that they tell you. You, it's like, like I said, it's your journey. So you create the game, right? You're the character. You decide where you want to go. Nobody's playing it for you. And when you s take that mentality and stop worrying about what other people's journey is going on, it, it just helps out tremendously on your path and getting to where you should be, you know, and, and it's helped me a ton and, and put things in perspective because you can't save everybody, you know, you everybody's at a different point. And like we talked about before, most people don't have time to research this shit or the interest, right? They get home, they cook dinner, they get the kids situated, they get the kids bathed and in bed. And all they want to do is just relax. You know, they don't want to go research about vaccine, you know, efficacy and mortality rates and things like that. They want to go watch a Netflix show or they want to go unwind, read a we'll book. Just take the easy way out. Yeah. And, yeah. And, Which is and, fine. I mean, like, I don't judge people for taking it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not here to, like, fucking go around saying, don't take the vaccine or you're a fucking idiot, you know? Yep. It's like, I have vaccinated friends. I don't care. It's almost like it's almost like racism. It's like I have black friends, I have Indian friends, I have Chinese friends. Like I can well, get along with every one of them just the same. Isn't know? it funny now though that you you think about it like that? It's like oh, right. Johnny's my vaccinated it's friend. Like, like they programmed the new, us, the, yeah, the vision that they that they put in place. And it, it, I I I love Tom McDonald and one of the oh, you know in his brain his brainwash song he goes through the ten steps. You know yep. how they divide us and he nailed it because once one of their divisions starts to falter or fade, they just create a new they one. Put in a new one. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 they're listen, you got to give them credit because they are evil geniuses. But at the same time, once we realize what they're going to do, then now the power starts turning back to us. And I think that's where we are right now. Honestly, I think the tide yeah. is turning. They, they yeah, are. Well Dude, just look at Australia, Italy, uh, France. Yeah. How many people are awake and rising up? It's going to come to the States and Canada last, but it's going to be big when it happens. The States are going to be dead last because oh, we are so pacified over here and we have guns, right? So if they try and come on to us, they're in trouble and that won't See, they, happen. They try to hit the weakest first, right? Exactly. And that's going to be the cities. And you know what? <laughs> I hate to say it, but a lot of the cities are just the cesspools that they created, you know, and it's almost like, well, you chose your grave. Now you got to lie in it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because I lived in Connecticut last year and it was a mass exodus from New York City to my area of Connecticut. Uh, the amount of people, I, I mean, the population in the town, I think, went up about 25 percent last year 
and it's a big town too. It was just such a massive influx of people trying to get out before the shit hit the fan. Isn't that wild? And you know, it's like you on one hand, you're like, okay, I get it. You want to get out. But on the other hand, if that's your home, don't you want to fight for it? And I feel like that's a problem too nowadays where people are just too willing to say, oh, well, that's their problem now. I'm going to go somewhere else. And they go somewhere else and create the same problems that they created in the other place. Yeah, I'm seeing that too. Like people are wanting to get out of Ontario up here in Canada because Ontario is like the worst, like the lockdowns and shit. Is that like the Melbourne of of Canada? Not quite that level, but... Um, yeah, it's like the worst province for being locked down and shit. Right. But I I see people like, that's it. I'm getting out of here. And I'm like, no, I'm not getting out of here. I'm staying and I'm fighting. Fuck that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going down. I'm not, I'm not leaving anywhere. You got to stand your ground at some point. Right. And like I said before, everybody picks their own battle. There's, there's only so far you can push people before we're going to push back. You know, yep. and 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 I'm kind of at that point with my with my employer right now because uh, they're on the precipice of the whole vaccine thing and making Man. it mandatory. And I'm like, you know, one thing I work from home. I haven't been in an office in you know probably five years. So I'm like, why? Hey, that doesn't make sense. But then on the other hand, then they want you to download some app and put it on your phone. And I'm like, get out of here. I'm like, you're yeah, not- dude. You don't own me. Like I am not yeah, you can't a slave. Do anything. Yeah, and and it I laugh because I look at this and I'm like, well, what about OSHA guidelines? You know, there's no OSHA that protects me or anything like that. And I'm like, yeah, I know my rule. I know my you know rights, and I know what's gonna fly. And go ahead, fire me because I'm not quitting. I mean, you you'll have to you'll have to dismiss me, and I'll have it in writing that you're firing me because I refuse this. And we'll have a nice little day in court. Yes, sir. And what I've been doing is handing out liability documents for people who want to protect their jobs. Uh, because I got it from one guy. Uh, shout out to uh, Officer Patrick McNulty. You may know him from ca- in Canada. He's pretty big up here. Uh, he's a freedom fighter. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, he has on in his bio... You can go there and get liability documents to hand to your employer if they want to force you to take a vaccine. And it's like, that's beautiful. That's what I'm doing, dude. And like, people are coming to me like, oh, where can I get that? And I just link them to, to, to Patrick, right? But you see, and, you're doing your part right there. And as, yeah. as insignificant as it seems, right? Right. It's, it's right. that butterfly effect. If mm-hmm. you can just touch one person, it's going to change everything. So, I, I, you know, I commend you for doing that, man. I think that's great. And and every little bit helps. Right. I, I mean, there's there's like getting out there and actually doing stuff. And then they're sitting behind the keyboard and doing stuff. And I think both have some value. But getting yep. out there and talking and touching people is where is the real for change sure. happens. For sure, dude. Like if, you know, we could talk about how like social media is evil and whatnot. But you, if you if you're into positivity, everything you can you can change things and you can help people. You can use it for good. Like you use use it as a tool for good, right? Oh, without a doubt, I've I've met That's so many cool people, and you know, 
learn so many different art you know like i follow people that that are crystal healers and stuff on there and i never would have got into that stuff normally but man it's you know oh, you dude. find all these things shout out, out there. Uh, shout out to hatter will happen that guy is the man i love that guy I man love that guy dude he is a brilliant brilliant human dude and i could just see like i could see his soul and it's so beautiful but he also puts on this persona of like a viking and like he looks like a viking but he's like a spiritual warrior and he's got this pleasant voice and oh man like all you guys that i've met like i'm just astounded by how much like beauty i see in each and every one of you and it's it's amazing man dude it's a great community you know and that's why i i even got into this stuff was you know, I've, I've been researching stuff now for a couple of years, but never, you know, I love and I love listening to podcasts. I never thought I'd be involved in them. And then, you know, slowly you start getting drip by drip, meeting people one by one. And, oh, he's got this show. He's got that show. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're like, oh, this is, I talk to this guy every day, you know, and it's, yeah. it's like we're best friends. And, you know, and, and there's some some people, I'm you know, like you, we're talking every day and and throwing stuff back and forth to each other. It's just, and, and, and like you said, yeah, it's, it's all, it's all good. It's all positive. It's all love, you know, and we're all having fun with each other. And, and, you know, after what we went through last year, man, it's much needed. And, and I, I'm, I'm so thankful for it. And, and Me coming too, across man. people like you and Nico and, you know, all these great people I've met. Like, I mean, I got to, I got to do a podcast with Janet. I was like, dude, I remember listening to Janet when she was on the no mercy last year and being like, holy shit, that's Janet from no mercy. And I then know you meet like, her and she's just the sweetest lady in the world. That sweetest her. person. I've, oh my God. Like, seriously, I, I look at all you guys now as celebrities. So like, if you come into my show, like I'm like super honored, you know what I mean? Cause this is what I, this is what I do. This is my form of entertainment now. Yeah. It's listening to podcasts about truth and not all the bullshit that's going on, like sports or entertainment, whatever. Like that shit's like way beyond me now. Dude, so when I, I was the said, biggest sports fan and I, I don't even watch it hardly anymore. I still, I got to <laughs> get my Alabama football. That's the one thing I have to I, have. I, I like my Toronto blue Jays baseball. Oh no. I'm a Yankee guy. Uh, we killed you guys a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Everybody's been killing us the last couple weeks. <laughs> cool. My dad, yeah, my he, dad he, I live with my dad. He, uh, he watches all the sports and everything, right? And he'll tell me the the scores and everything. And and one one part of my brain is like, yeah, cool. But the other part of my brain is like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. It just goes in one ear and out the other nowadays. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, my old man's the same way. He's big into it and you know, like diehard, like I used to be. And I just don't care. I can't tell you the last time I put on a, 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 a the TV, you know, let alone put on just for sports. It's like, other than my Alabama football, I want nothing to do with any of it. My, my you know, like the fantasy football and fantasy leagues. And I'm like, bitch, I don't have time for that. Yeah, whatever. It's like, like I, I talk to people at work and it's just like, because that's pretty much my social life is, me doing my podcast now, which is the best part. But people at work, they talk about all the stuff like, oh man, I just want to go to a fucking game or a concert. It's like, yeah, I'd love that too. But there's so much better things you could be doing. You know what I mean? 
And that's what I look at, like how much time I wasted, you know, looking back and you're like, oh, man, I'm like, that's not coming back. But at the same time, you know, you learn and you're like what you start. And that's the other thing, though, you know, diving into this stuff. I didn't realize that, you know, basically every seven years we're a brand new human. So, you know, all your all your cells regenerate every seven years. So essentially you're a new person every seven years. And and that's why I always wondered, like. You know, why do you hate certain foods as a kid? But then when you're an adult, you love it. You, you know, love but, it. yeah. And it's like all of a sudden this switch changed. And I was like that. And it's not like if it was, it doesn't even have to be something because it was spicy or it was fishy or something. It's just a normal food that I was like as a kid. Nah, I don't even like it. Now I can't go without it. Yeah. I was the same way when I was, when I was a kid, I was like, bleh, 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 whatever, just give me craft dinner. Bleh, I love craft dinner. And now it's like, I don't. Like I still have craft dinner every now and then, but it's not like, like I, I, I could eat anything now. Like I'll go and like look at different cultures of foods, like Indian food, like Indian food, especially I love, you know, I'm stuck on Thai right now. I am, oh, Thai oh. is so good. Coconut they use. Oh, you get me a good pho and I'm set. Oh yeah, for sure, man. So crazy though. Like I just, I don't, like, there's no ego involved in my life. Like, I don't care about who has the, the the best car or whatever. Like, I have such a much greater spiritual mindset now. Where, like, I don't care about cars. I don't care about entertainment. I don't care about... The, all I want is to, like, feed my brain with truth, you know? Like, it's it's such a greater and more fulfilling thing to me than this world has to offer not to say that this world is not a beautiful thing. Cause I love being in this life, but also I have, I've experienced people. I've met people who are like, they don't want to be in this world anymore. They have, there's like no hope. And that's to me, that's like the, the black taking the black pill where you see the truth, but you have no hope for it. But I like to be, I consider myself an optimistic person I think we're going to rise above all of this shit and there's going to be this great awakening. It's happening now, obviously. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's, what's going to like elevate us over everything. If everybody could just get past the bull, see past the bullshit and just rise above it. And then you're going to learn how to fly. I think we're going to learn how to fly. That would be great. I, I, and I agree (laughs) with you though, in the sense that I I see a splinter happening right now. And there's those that are living in the materialistic world and those that are living in the spiritual world. Yeah. And, and I was heavy in the materialistic world. You know, I wanted, especially when I was married, I wanted to get the nicest house. I wanted to get, have a nice car. Who doesn't? I, I wanted to get my kid the best things. Then all of a sudden last year happened. And now I'm, I'm, Dude, honestly, I'm in a little shitty apartment here. I yeah. don't care about anything like material. You're, you're happier than the pig and shit with nothing. Yeah, I just have a stack of books over here, you know, and, and I got my pup and I'm good. You know, I don't care. And, and like I used to be big into Jordans, the sneakers. And, you know, I have boxes of them in my closet. And I'm like, I just the other day I ordered like a $40 pair of running shoes because I need new shoes for the gym. Cause I'm like, dude, why would I wait? Why would I spend $150 on running shoes when I, just cause it has a brand name to it. And I was like, oh, I've gotten dude. to that point now where I'm like, 
and you know even with like i i needed i had a jeep and i loved her uh i no no better vehicle than a jeep especially in the summer uh but i had to trade it in because it was a two-door and and with my son and my dog and travel and i needed more space so i could i'm looking out there and i'm like ah, oh, well i could go for a nice high-end suv i'm like no why would i do that that doesn't make sense yeah like why not just get something that does the job and move on with it and you know and it's like oh you're finally starting to see the big picture here kid like you know like i kind of caught myself being like you're not you're doing it for the right reasons finally whereas you're not chasing that materialistic where in a sense there is no hap true happiness right because no. in the materialistic world you're always chasing yeah you're, you're always, always looking for dragon. more yeah and it's never enough you always need the next or the person next to you gets something and you have to outdo them or be equal with them and, and that and that to me is honestly i've never been that way and that was a seed that was planted very early on in my life where like my parents couldn't afford the best clothes and shit for me right yep like i got, I got made fun of in like elementary school for wearing tracks shoes t-r-a-x oh yeah which, i know those which was bought from Byway, right? Yep, yep. And like, if you're Byway kid, then oh, you made fun of, right? And it's like, I'm and I'm like, I'm an elementary school kid, and I'm telling these kids, "Fuck off!" My parents can't afford it. And why? Because those kids got programmed, right? By yeah. the advertising, and that's I've, that's what kills me about all this shit. It's like it's all fake. It's yeah. not real. It's all what they're, you know, and when I say they're, I mean like the parasites, all the, the big wigs that it's, it's what they want us to think. It's not what 100%. we really think because honestly, if you got shoes on your feet, you're rich. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, look at the, we, look in Africa. Yeah. We look at it as, oh, if you don't have the swoosh on your, your, oh, your peasant, you know, like get the fuck out of here. It's Dude, at a, at a very early age. I was, I was never like, because of how I was raised and the morals that my parents gave me that they passed on to me, I never looked at, I never gave two shits about brand names. Yep. And every time I see somebody with like a Crooks and Castles t-shirt on, I'm like, dude, you paid like 80 bucks for a fucking t-shirt. Are you fucking insane? <laughs> You're fucking I, dumb, dude. I remember You're that dumb. back in the day with Affliction. Those Affliction yeah. shirts. They were like 100 bucks a shirt and people are rocking them. Like, You're wearing a $100 t-shirt, man. What the hell is wrong with you? I hope that void got filled, buddy. Yeah, exactly. You know? You're still chasing the void because you have no spirituality in your life. You know, and this is not me bashing anybody, you know what I mean? Like to each their own, but like I've ascended that from when I was a, ch a child. Yeah. Like I don't give a shit. Like, yeah, I, I take pride in how I look sometimes, but I'm barely there. I don't care. You know, I don't go out and buy new clothes every, every two days. Yep. Like I just, you know, it's, it's just insane to me how people think uh, I can't even comprehend it. No, I've gotten, I've exited that world, man. I want no part of it anymore. It's like, oh. you can, you can have all your shiny stuff. I'm good with what I got, you know? What, uh, yeah, for sure. What, uh, what woke you up? What was like the main thing you think that snapped you out of the days of this, this world? The, the final straw was last year. 
you know, with all the, uh, you know, the, the lockdowns and the QAnon okay. and the Trump and everything, that was like the, the final, that's like when I went from, that's where I hit the spiritual level. Right. Right. Before then, like my first, like awake, like hints of it were probably like, you know, the first time was when I saw the movie Loose Change uh, back in like 2005, 2006 time frame. And when I realized that, you know, it's possible that 9-11 wasn't what they told us, you know, and then it, I was like, OK. And I got into that for a while, um, you know, being down that way and and knowing some uh, NYPD cops and stuff. And and so I got a little bit of insight from them and things like that. Then I faded away from that one after a while and then i started getting into like ancient history and guys like matt Lacroix and uh oh yeah know, graham hancock and randall carlson being on rogan back in the day and they started they opened up a whole new world because that that was one of the things i've always thought about right is history never seemed to add up to me like i didn't understand how like they knew exactly what certain people said thousands of years ago and you know, when it wasn't written down right away and, and all sorts of different things and, and just timelines, you know, the story they told, like everything that we were taught in school was like the Roman version, right? There was nothing in the Far East or Russia that right. happened unless they were attacked by the Western world. And it was like, well, what's their version of history? You know, what's their story over there? And I got into the eagle versus serpent and that's where it that's where it hit me because that was like the first time I was really saw the inversion that they had done with things. And especially is, when it comes to the Bible. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. The serpent's evil and everything. Don't, when, don't when eat the, from the tree of knowledge. Yeah. God. And everybody says that's Lucifer. Well, no, right. you know, it's serpent. And that's, uh, that's a huge thing for me. It's like, if you're, you have to you have to take the knowledge and weaponize it in your life to be a, a very spiritual person. Otherwise, you're just going to close off your brain and say, "Oh, the serpent is evil." I'm, you know, you have to use the knowledge for good. That's you all. Can't I'm take saying. life literally, right? It's not a literal thing. It's it's full of allegories and and you know hidden messages, and it's not meant to just be given to you you have to work for it right and that's what i've i've learned is that it's out there if you know how to dig and you're willing to put in the work you know it, it will find you a lot of the times oh how 100 and 100%. and it's crazy because i've been like i said i've been doing this stuff on the world's fair and then all of a sudden out of nowhere i just randomly clicked on this website and it opened up pandora's box it had like actual books from you know 1893 and and that i could download in pdfs and it like came to me and i was like oh man i wasn't looking for this but damn it found me and i i feel like that's a lot of this stuff is if you set your intentions on a certain thing that's the direction that life's going to come at you and that can yeah. be positive or that can be negative it's your choice god of the universe will will feed it to you yeah in ways yeah. that you don't expect. And that's when I also came to the conclusion, you know, that the abundance versus scarcity, right? That was a big one for me is that I always lived in the idea that there's not enough in the world, you know, that there's not, an, I don't have enough money. I don't, I don't have, 
you know, there's there's not enough food out there. There's, you know, not enough land. I'll never have a house, that kind of thing. And it's like, no, man, when you just step back and realize how much abundance is out there, if you're willing to just be open to it. And yep. that's the key. It's it's all about your mindset and your approach, your perspective. And if you have that good mindset and, and set out on a good intention, it will find you, you know? It's Absolutely. Just, it's it's amazing how how mental this realm is that we're in. And how much manipulation is going on and what they want you to think. What they want you to think is what you have to set yourself free from. Yes. Yep. They because they want you to go on their path. Right. They want yep. you to follow because that's where they win. That's where they profit. They don't profit off us going on our journey down our path on our route, you know, because that can free us from their their game. And that's what we are. I mean, we're just debt slaves, you know, and we buy oh, into yeah. it because they're like, oh, go to college, get it, get debt when you're 18 years old. Then afterwards, while you have that massive amount of debt, why don't you buy a house too with a mortgage? So you add another 30 years of debt on. And then they're like, okay, we got them locked in the system. Who's next? Yep. And as soon as we're born and we get our name put in all capitals on our birth certificate, we're the slave. Property of the state. Yep. Yep. The good old maritime law. I That was one that blew my mind too. When I started yeah, digging I into that and all and how – you know, most of our laws are tied to the sea. All of our banking and laws are tied to the sea. And and, 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 and like you get into a marriage and you're in a relationship. Ship. Ship, yep. meaning we're on the sea. Everything goes to maritime law. Guys, I really highly recommend that you look into that uh, because it'll blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Like sure. you go, you, you think about it, like, you know, you go in uh, underwater. Right. I mean, there's all these different terms and it's all related to see currency, you know, it's just yep. and it's all and that's what it was. It was the Italian bankers who set the rules for this this era that we're in. Mm -hmm. And and that's what it goes back to. And they hold the power. And that's why, you know, you look and if we can get those Vatican archives, man, oh, it would be a whole new world because that's where the knowledge is. That's what, uh, hey, protesters, maybe you want to storm the Vatican and go mm -hmm. underground. <laughs> like, let, we need to get that shit. You'll so, get a lot more than Area 51. Right? I think it's a big smoke screen. Well, I've heard stories about that, that what that was, was basically Joseph Goebbels fucking with America. Okay. He, you know, he was doing experiments on children throughout World War II. Um, and one of the things he did was create these like supposedly like kind of hybrid human things. And he had one in, you know, in this vessel that they flew basically like a drone into America and crashed it intentionally. So they'd find this thing and be like, what is this? And uh, I was like, ah, oh, that's it's pot. I don't throw anything out anymore, but that one made a lot of sense to me, especially with all the research I've done on the Nazis that, you know, with them, anything is possible. Oh, yeah, dude. And they had like superior occult knowledge. Well, it, it, where did they get it? That's what I always wanted to know. And I have oh, a feeling that's, that they yeah. were in bed with the Vatican, right? I mean, the, not, the Vatican worked directly with the Nazis. And in, 
in some of the research that I found, the Jesuits were actually kind of the ones who made Hitler become Hitler. Right. Um, you know, there's I, I was reading one article how Hitler didn't really even write Mein Kampf. He just signed off on it. Oh, yeah, I heard and, that, too. Yeah. yeah, it was written by a Jesuit priest. And uh, and so it makes you wonder, like the ties between the Vatican and the Nazis and 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 in all honesty, the Nazis didn't lose the war. The Germans did. And the Nazis won because they ended up coming over here and taking over this country. Yep. With NASA and all that shit. Oh, everything. The CIA. Yep. NASA, CIA, everything. And that big farm. I like to yeah, I like to say all the time now that we are in the Fourth Reich. Without a doubt. Yep. And on top of that, we lost the Cold War. How did that happen? Well, look at us, look at now. What are we what are we going towards? We're we're on the brink of communism, you know, or at uh, least socialism, right? Global, global. Yeah. So if you think about that, who won? Did democracy win the Cold War? No, we no. didn't because they outlasted us. And I'm a, I'm going to do a podcast in a couple of weeks uh, here on uh, Yuri Bresmanov, who was a uh, a KGB spy who defected. And he said in 1984, here are the four steps that the Soviets will use to destroy America and bring in, you know, socialism or communism. And we're basically at step three right now. Do, uh, do you think that China is going to invade our borders? No, 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 I, I don't. I don't think you're. No, I don't. I do not see any physical. You do. War you do. You place. do not see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do not see. <laughs> no, uh, I, I don't see them coming in because first of all, they would have to have a foothold here. Right. And unless they invade your country first, and which, you know, it sounds like they're there. They got a foot in the door over there. That's um, what I'm saying. Yeah. It, but honestly, I don't see it. I, I don't see this ever being another physical war. I it, It's okay. All, a cold war you know so to speak spiritual war yeah it's all behind the scenes because it's listen we're fighting over monopoly money our currency is useless when it comes down to it and eventually it's going to crash and you know my buddy ryan on dangerous world brings this up all the time he's like you know you got to think of sun Tzu, and one of his main tactics was appear strong when you're actually weak and there's a lot of signs that China isn't as strong as we're led to believe. You know, they're okay. not as big a boogeyman, at least to here. Now, do they have their hands in, in, in us? And are they controlling probably a lot of Washington right now? Yeah. But are they this global military power that could, with one fell swoop, take over the world? Definitely not. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a lot of uh, subversion. Right. That's, but, that, but what about unless they unless we invite them in? Well, I think we would invite the U.N. in before <laughs> them. Right. Because just from a from because we have guns down here. So they're, they're not coming on our, our turf without a fight. Whereas the U.N. on the other hand is a possibility because there's already supposedly I saw some videos and I was actually talking with a friend today about this, ironically, that, you know, the UN police force supposedly runs some of our airports right now um, in the U S and okay. 
And they say they say that that's UN territory now, not American territory. And so I could see that more so than a physical invasion from China. A, I don't okay. see it logistically just from, you know, they don't have a foothold here. They'd have to come all the way across the Pacific. And B, I just don't think it's a fight they're willing to fight, you know, to be honest. I don't I think they can win more by just sitting back and sending puppets over here and playing fuck fuck games with us, you know? Right, right, right. Have you ever seen uh the original and the remake of the movie Red Dawn? Yes, one of my favorites. Right? And that's what was making me think, holy fuck. Maybe yeah, they could come in here, you know? Yeah, that yeah. That that was that whole red That was the whole Korean and, all yeah. right. Uh, yeah. 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 And the Russians and all that. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. I see. I, our country is just so big. I just don't see how anyone would possibly invade it. You know, in a in a traditional military style. Okay. Um, because you know, what are you gonna? How are you gonna? If you go after the West Coast, the East Coast is open. You know, it would almost have to be a two front war in order to be able to to dominate us true and, and you know and that's why i think just from a from a geographic standpoint i don't think it's plausible um or at least i hope not from, <laughs> you know well, yeah i mean like like i could see the possibility of like us collude like canada especially right now because with justin trudeau uh being so involved with china and you know our businesses are kind of connecting with the whole uh socialism thing the social credit system uh that we're just inviting them in and they want to take they're going to take us over do you that's do that's you my still view. have that yahweh vp arrested over there uh i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> so I remember I, I remember there was a big thing in the news either last year or 2019. About, oh, the, the Chinese uh, cell phone company, right? Yeah, the Yahweh exec woman that was detained in Canada for, I don't know if it was potential espionage or whatnot. But I always found that fascinating because it's like how in bed Canada is with China. Yet there's this big high prolific, so to speak, prisoner that Canada has of theirs. It's like, well, which one is it? You know? And if Trudeau's that much of a puppet and they really want this person back, wouldn't he just hand them over and adjust her a good faith? Right. So right. Right. I, I'm that's a good, I, that's a good thought there. Yeah. Yeah. My thing is I'm always skeptical about these predictions, right? Yeah. Like I was in, you know, I followed the Q thing and the dates were always, you know, were big nothing burgers and, there's a lot of people out there that push that fear porn, you know, not intentionally. I don't think, I just think they, they, they're just, things they're just, they're just trying to get their thoughts out there. Yeah. And they think it's a lot easier than it. Like we're it doing truly is. Yeah. Like just diarrhea of the mouth right now, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, I, I don't see, you know, and I listen to a variety of shows. Some of the guys are doom and gloomers, you know, and, and, and I need that balance because, if I'm listening to everything's rosy and I, it just doesn't work for me. So yeah, I like to hear their side of it, but I also take it with a huge grain of salt because in the past I used to take all this stuff. Like I said before, I had my hands in everything 
And I took it so like personally and, and was so invested in it. Now I just kind of read it and I'm like, okay, what's the angle here? Who benefits from this? All right, let's move on because there's going to yeah. be a new story tomorrow, right? Exactly. And unless it's one of those stories that's in the news for like four or five days in a row, then it'll pe perk my interest a little bit because then there's something to it, right? It's not just yep. one of those quick hitter Let's see if we can get a reaction out of them and move on. This is one where, okay, we're trying to perform something here. There's a point to this. Like this in the, I don't know if you're familiar with it right now, but there's this uh, young girl that went missing in, uh, in the United States. She went on a cross-country road trip with her boyfriend. And, you know, they just found her body in, in the woods in like Wyoming or something. And they were from oh, Florida. And, you know, it's one of those where it's like, okay, I, it's very sad and I feel terrible for her family, but how many people go missing every day? How many people are murdered every day? Why that is there so much bad. attention on this right. one story, this particular story? Yeah. You know, there's, and so many that, there's so yeah. many uh, people missing that aren't brought into the mainstream. Well, and ironically the area where she was found supposedly like over 700 people have gone missing and there's Holy you know shit. no word about them you know like right. no you know vigils or searches for them why this one and and that's the way i look at the media now because they're trying to elicit emotion out of us right right and it's like okay well what's their angle though on top of it where are they going with this what are they trying to get out of me and and with and some of them, I just can't figure it out. You know, it just makes no sense. And then you get it. So then I go to my buddy over on. Uh, I forgot what this show is called, but his name's Zach Hubbard and he's a Gematria guy. And you go over there and listen to him. And man, it is hilarious because I don't understand Gematria, but I'm fascinated. Either do I. Either and, do I. And these guys are like, you know, to me, they're like snake oil salesmen because they just they have all these numbers in their head already. And it always points back to these specific numbers. And yeah. I, and I'm fucking know, I'm fucking terrible at numbers and math and shit. So the Gematria thing is just like beyond me. Like I can't even I can't make sense. Like I can kind of make sense about the point that they're trying to make with it. But yeah. I can't do the math myself. So therefore, no. I don't take it. I just take it with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? And and Joe from Legit Bat made a great point the other day about Gematria. He's like, until the day where they use Gematria to say, okay, this is going to happen on this date, it's kind of pointless because it's it is, all yeah. retrospective, right? They take it, they take a, a news story that already happened and then break it down. Okay. Yeah. What does that mean, though? You know, what? How, why can't you do that same thing and tell me that something's going to happen? Then it's a useful tool, right? Right, like a prophetic tool. Yeah, and that's where I'm lost with as, it. As, a, he, as opposed to something that's already happened and you already make the connection with the numbers. Yes. Yeah, you're yeah. working backwards into it, right? right. And and it's, it, it's kind of... I mean, it's interesting, fascinating for sure, because of the, some of the ties they can draw. But at the same time, I don't give it much weight from the standpoint that it, what what productivity does it offer? You know, what is right. it helping to solve? It's not it's really a, moving the ball forward at all. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing with uh, tarot card readers. They're not really predicting the future. They're They're just like, oh, look, like I drew this card and... This is what happened. 
already. It's like it's not really predicting the future. You're just you're just making a connection with the card that you drew with something that already happened. True. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've like, never had that done. Have you? No. I've always been interested in it just to see um, that. And I've, like had, a... Go ahead. I've had people offer me readings uh, through my Instagram. I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, I don't want to go there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in the in the natal chart. I, I would love to get my birth chart reading and understand that. Because yeah. supposedly that's like a unique identifier, right? That's one of those things. And that's a whole nother rabbit hole that I went down was the whole you know, your, your particular alignment with the stars when you were born, you know, and, and your Zodiac and all the different signs, you you know, when you were born. That, yeah. That's kind of a whole different ball game than oh, like yeah. tarot readings or gematria. Oh, definitely. There's more yeah. substance to it. I feel, but at the same time, people still give it call it woo woo, you know, like, and it's one of those that you wonder, like, I, I give it more grounds because the church is so against it, right? And they're right, so right. against astrology and the stars and everything like that, that I feel like there's some real validity to it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Anything that the church demonizes, you got to look at and go, oh, that's why they demonized it, you know? Yep. <laughs> well, it's, it gets back because to the whole thing of like, you don't talk religion or politics, right? Well, why not? I want to talk religion and politics because yeah. that's what really impacts my life, my spirituality and what is going on around me in my neighborhood. So well, that's, that's another, a whole point of about mind control. It's like, they don't want you talking about that because it'll get you closer to what you're supposed to be thinking about. Yep. Right. Well, and it's like the whole reason for the lockdown, right. Was to keep us separated because if we ever came, if we were able to get together at that point in the local bar and talk about this, their plan would have blew up right away. Oh, definitely. definitely. You know, and that was one of the things of closing the churches, closing the bars and all that. That was a, a, a brilliant move on their part because it definitely separated us and, and didn't allow us to, to get into discussions with each other. For sure. Oh, I don't know if you've made this connection initially, but I, I talked to somebody about this uh, not too long ago. But the connection that I made with and knowing that this whole COVID thing was a fucking scam right off the bat through my intuition was when uh, the whole George Floyd thing happened. And they, the memes that were going around or the narrative that they were pushing was, I can't breathe. And then the whole pandemics thing, thing started. And then I connected, I can't breathe with us having to wear a fucking mask. Well, the funny thing was, is that some of those uh, peaceful protests they had where they were burning down buildings and cars and shooting people, uh, they were wearing, I can't breathe shirts with masks on. Right. It's, it's like, if that's Instantly. not a psycholo psychological Boom. operation, I don't know what is. Boom. It's like, dude, like, cause I have two other guys uh, uh, that I roll with at work all the time and they know what's going on like me. Right. Yep. I told them the intuition connection that I had with the whole, I can't breathe. Now we're putting masks on. And a lot of people are saying, I can't breathe with this thing on, you know? Yep. It's like, that was like a precursor 
right before this whole thing started. See, my mine was when before the whole thing started, when they started showing the people just dropping dead in the street in China. Oh, in China, right? I was like, this is You're bullshit. Like, yeah, bullshit. This is gonna be the setup that they're gonna they're gonna say this is what's coming over here. And I was like, okay. And so when the the fir- it first broke out, I was like, all right, I'm still sticking to my guns. And I'm like, unless I see people flopping in the street like flounders, I'm not believing any of this shit because they, <laughs> right. they are pulling something here. And sure right. enough, you know, where are we? Two years later, eight, 20 months later, and not one person has dropped dead in the streets here. And so, you know, and the other thing is, is no one's died in their home. Everybody tends to die in a hospital. It's quite interesting. Right. Right. Amazing. How also. For me, when I was talking to my buddies at work, I was just like, do you know anybody who got COVID? And they're like, no, I don't like me either. But then you heard people that were getting tested and the PCR tests are obviously bullshit by now. Everybody yeah. should know that. Um, they were getting COVID and it'd have to take like two weeks off of work. And it's like, and it'd come back, come right back to work. And it's like, how was it? Well, I lost my sense of smell and taste. I'm like, yeah, well, I get that when I get the flu or a cold too. So yeah. <laughs> manipulated by this whole COVID thing that they think just because they got the test for COVID and they tested positive that what they have is COVID, but really it's just a cold or flu. Oh, without a doubt. And, and, and the fact that they tested positive as we saw, fruit and and animals were testing positive. So the tests were bullshit to begin with. But yep. you're absolutely right. I mean, it it was it, it was the flu. I mean, I knew people that got sick. Nobody got sick to the point where they had to go to the hospital, you know, and that's a normal flu. Like usually, I mean, I'm lucky, knock on wood. I, I haven't gotten sick in probably three years now. Same here. Um, same here. And it was only because I took the flu shot. Um, long story short, I was I I had some uh, autoimmune issues and was put on like immuno immunosuppressants. And this was before I was awakened. And the doctor told me, "Oh, you got to get your flu shot because your immune system's weak." So second year I got it, I was borderline in the hospital. I was in a clinic. Oh my god! Twice. I'm telling you. Because I couldn't breathe. You know, I had a severe respiratory infection, borderline pneumonia. You know, I had same thing. Can't, can't smell, can't taste. I was coughing up stuff and, you know, and it was the equivalent of what COVID was. And I'm like, man, I'm like, there's no way anything they're going to put out is going to be any worse than that. And I got through that. So I'm not scared. I'm not taking any of anything else. Yep. And it would, but it was one of those where it's like, man, is that making you? more sick or it is you know and and yeah there's i mean there's a correlation there but at the same time there's no proof so to speak it's it's honestly this whole covid thing has built my intuition so strongly and i talk to other people about it and they say the same thing they say i've been able to see through all this bullshit that like I got to the point where like, if I'm around somebody, this is, this is me talking right now. If I'm around somebody and I'm not supposed to be around them, I'm going to leave. You feel it. Cause my intuition is so strong now. Oh, you get that. It's like that burning sensation. Like get it's, out, get yeah, out. It's like, 
this feeling where you're like, I'm not supposed to be here right now. And once mm-hmm. I leave, I'm good. Or you get and the I'm, one where your hair's on like, the back of your neck stand up and you're like, oh shit, something's, something's yeah, about to happen. Like, I, just, I just feel like this <clears throat> crazy, like negative vibe where I'm like, I can't be here right now. And once yeah. I separate myself from that, I'm good. You know why? Because you're connected more. You're right. more in tune with what's going on. See, because we're we're what? Up to 60, 65, 75% water, right? Yeah. And water is heavily impacted by frequencies. Exactly. That's proven. Yeah. And so as our frequency rises, we are connected even more so with what's around us. You know, they talk about that sixth sense. And, you know, I I think we could have upwards of like eight senses, you know, but we just don't know the other ones yet because there's other things that are you know we haven't raised our frequency high enough yet to feel them and that's what i feel like it is i feel like when you start your frequency starts rising those intuitive moments rise also right like you start it's more of a second nature and 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 a feeling you get you're just because you're vibing with the, the ether around you you know and and you're sensing that negative energy coming off them and it's feeding you and being like no 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 you don't need this this is not what you're looking for you know it's like the star wars movie these are not the droids you're looking for get out <laughs> yeah or it's like the fifth element yes what, yeah. which is what they said it was love right right so and and i can't argue with that because what's love love is a higher frequency you know, it's a and, high frequency that we have to all tap into right now and not divide ourselves and just love everybody and shine your light everywhere you go, man. Exactly. And Matt, I'm going to wrap it up now because we're pretty far in, but because I could talk to you for hours, dude. Oh, no shit, man. This like, is this is great. We could we could go like for, for for like fucking twelve hours and be like, okay, I gotta go to sleep now. <laughs> we'll pull pull conspiracy guys, do a nice four to five hour podcast. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I love those guys, man. Oh, uh, Gordo's great, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay, um, yeah, let's wrap this up here. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on. We're probably gonna do a part two. You know, oh, anytime, man. Anytime. It was a pleasure being on. And like, guys, listen to this. Like, these are two guys that never spoke verbally to each other ever. And this is what we got into. There's no pauses in conversation. And it's just a beautiful thing. Like everybody I have on my show, there's no pauses. And I, I barely know them, you know, but consciously I know who they are. And it's just a fucking beautiful thing. So I thank you so much, Matt, for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. And I look forward to your your uh, future episodes, man. Yeah, we got some things. In, I'm getting some interviews in the works. So uh, actually, I got a good one coming up. I'll, I'll actually tease it here. Is uh, I got I just did an interview with Micah Dank, um, and oh, I'm gonna nice. I'm gonna put it on audio, and I'm gonna put it out on YouTube um for the first time so uh that should be interesting uh but he did a great presentation uh of his astrotheology and he actually added some new pieces so he said it was the first time he ran through it so it was it was it's way over my head but man it's fascinating stuff yeah we got some beautiful souls in our community man i love it 
It's so true. You're, and you're so many included. different points of view, man. It's great. We all but we all vibe. Like you said, we've never talked before. <laughs> I've never yeah. spoken to you before. We just talked for what an hour and a half, an hour forty minutes, and like and, yeah, commenting yeah. on each other's posts and whatnot. But yeah, yeah man, and, and I could go for two more, you know, without without even blinking. And it's like <laughs> it's just like you said, it's it's great. And there's so many people out there. And here's the other thing, guys: if you're thinking about starting a podcast, start one. Just, just do start it. it. Just do it. If you have any questions, I've had a couple people DM me about it. How do I get going? I'll be more than happy to help. I had great people help me. I got to pass the buck down. Hey, if only one person listens to it and takes something out of it, you've you've won. That's it. Yep. One person. That's all it takes. It's not here. We're not getting rich off this stuff. You know, you're no. not, you're not going to be a millionaire off your podcast, but you can impact people's lives. So if you 100%. have any, any inclination to do it, just do it, man. Jump in. Don't dip your toe in. Just jump full in. Give it a shot. Let it ride. And just ride the wave, man. Yep. Cool, brother. Thanks for coming out, and I'll catch you later, bro. All right, Davey. Thank you, man. Thank you. Peace. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I really hope you enjoyed the episode, and the future episodes that's coming because i'm not gonna stop so if you're still riding the, the the wave of davy wavy then you know it ain't gonna stop so keep riding if you want and uh i'm gonna be here so if anybody has any questions or anything you know hit us up on the dms on instagram at davy wavy 2112 and uh at the great deception podcast so Thank you guys so much for the love and support. I love you all. Tune in next time.